Is being alone getting you down? Well, <laughs> you're just in luck. You can join us every minute we are on the air discussing manifestation and specifically how to manifest your dream man. On Manifesting Men and Other Stories with Trey Mora. Hey girl, good morning. Good morning. Have you been using any I am affirmations when you wake up? Mine is really, really simple. I didn't really have time. I woke up really late. Um, I am ready. I am fully grateful today, I guess. You know, it's raining outside. It's pretty nice. Oh, I love when it's raining outside. It's earlier than I normally wake up. I didn't even plug my phone in. I thought I did. So it was dead when I woke up. It was plugged into the charger, but not into the wall. So oh, I jumped. I jumped out of bed at eight fifty-five and ran for my life to make coffee and do a couple things before jumping on the computer. So like you were early to the podcast, oh. and I was like thirty minutes late. <laughs> right, because you're just living your life. <laughs> Clearly, I care more about people's time. I don't know. Just saying. I know. I know. It was like. I was just like, oh, man, you know, I got to go make coffee and I got to go take a shower and do all the things. And I just took my time doing each one of them that by the time I came and sat down, it was like 930. I was like, whoa, we were supposed to do this when? (laughs) So I apologize. I did not mean, you know, to make you wait on me. It was like and then I was still not done with my pizza, which I am eating pizza. Pizza's for- good. Pizza's a good breakfast. I agree. Right? I mean, you get the tomatoes, you got cheese, bread. Doesn't it hit like all of the necessities for the morning? All the food groups. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Trey Mora, back at it again. How many years later? I think it's like three years later, four years later. Wow. We, because we started our our channel in 2016, and yeah, somehow for whatever reason we just we just stopped doing it, and now here we are four years later doing a podcast. And I don't know, it's just it's it's so great, so great to be Trey Mora again. I don't know, I'm a huge fan of us. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this is manifesting men with Trey Mora. Yes, that sounds so good. we're um, not gonna manifest any men today though right 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 but what we're talking about today is friendships making and losing them as an adult when you lose friends as an adult it's like a lot it can hit you a lot harder I feel like but maybe that's just because it's more recent that it feels harder I feel like the idea of like letting go of a friendship to me at least you just kind of grow apart as kids and like, yes, you're like embarrassed or, you know, hurt or whatever it is, depending how the friendship ended. But it doesn't feel like you keep you don't keep going back to the idea of like, should should I make that like, should I go back? Should I fix this? Should I, you right. know what I mean? Like as an adult, it's like, well, am I allowed to do that? Like, is it OK? Like it's I don't know. It's different. I I fully agree. I, I think that like in all the times that I've lost friends, I, I don't ever remember me like going back and asking for another chance or something the way that I used to when I was in school, because in school, I don't know, you're kind of stuck to with each other. You're going to class together. You're walking down the halls. You have the same hangout spots. You hang out with the same people and you always see them. But as an adult, 
you know, it's like, well, I don't really have to run into you. We don't work together. <laughs> and like, you live, uh, you know, like you live so far away from my actual house that I would never see you if, uh, if we were not friends or friends. It's like, I, I guess it kind of like, to me, it sort of depends on the connection I have with someone like, you know, me and you, we've gotten into fights. But here we are, like literally like six years of friendship. I think, I don't know, we celebrate right. our friends anniversary in December. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I know. Yes, I'm I remember. I'm, I'm glad you're keeping track of that. <laughs> I am for sure. What's interesting when I look back at my friendships as a child, I feel like I actually, which just probably shows how little I put into caring about relationships. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I had like a friend up like all through like from two years old until that's probably an exaggeration, but like very, very young. We started falling apart when we switched, um, like we kind of got separated from the rest of the school, like, but we weren't in middle school yet when we were yeah. like in fifth, sixth grade. And at that point, I became best friends with someone in my class because she was in the other class. Natural, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. But then that friendship only lasted a couple of years and we fell out when we went to middle school because when you go to middle school, it's a new school and, you know, mm-hmm. and I also, I went back to that best friend that I always had my whole life. But I eventually fell out with her as well. Again, because middle school, it's a bigger pool. There's a lot more going on. You make new connections and whatnot. And then I feel like I kind of that reoccurred over and over again in my life where um, when I would transition, um, I would uh, what's the word like I would just like people would fall off. Yeah. So kind of like what you're saying as an adult, I did see that as a child yeah. a lot because um, every time we switched schools, I it seemed to, you know, it's not that I ended friendships completely all the time, but like I would get new best friends. Yeah, for sure. Like a cycle. It's kind of like a cycle. Like as a kid, when I was in uh, elementary school, I had the same thing. I had like, I had three solid, like best friends like we hung out outside of school we had sleepovers we like were constantly together and um, we fell out the moment that I went to middle school because my school was different from theirs and I went Mm. across town to a different middle school what have you found is the reason like as an adult you might not be continuing a friendship because I think it's really interesting like I've told myself I give this advice all the time I talk about how it's okay to lose a friend because Mm -hmm. you know you have friends for a season you have friends for you know life they're different and sometimes you don't recognize them until you know the ending is near and so you just need to let what you know isn't like working out or like what's bringing negativity to your life go exactly um because, you know, it's just, that's just life. Yes. But when it's actually there, it's so hard to, like, accept that. That you're not on the same path. As an adult, that's what we're really focused on. You know, like, in school, you don't really have a destination. You're just going through the motions. You know next year is going to be a new year because you're learning new things. But as an adult, you sort of got free-for-all. You can go anywhere you want. And when I realize that like a friendship isn't really working out, it's it's always, always when they had a goal at the beginning and then they switched it and they sort of are going a completely different route to where it's like they have different beliefs, they have different ways of living, they have different like 
mentalities and everything. And I realized that our mentalities don't like they clash the things that I believe, the things that I stand for, they clash. And it's sometimes so subtle as like to where it's a small disagreement with something. And you're like, wait, when did you think that sort of thing? Like, when did that change? And you sort of start to realize that they're growing into a different person and you needed each other. Or I, you know, like in my experience, we needed each other when we needed each other. And then we didn't need each other anymore. And it was so prevalent by the end because essentially we stood for different things. You just have to really, really accept that your friendship has served its purpose. And it's difficult because, yeah, and Lord knows I, like, it's difficult, like, because you, you hold on to the ideal, like you remember what it was like. And you remember that you guys, like you guys used to talk all the time, or we used to like hang out all the time, or I used to be able to talk to you about these things. And now I can't now, now all of a sudden you're shutting down or shutting me out or whatever. And it's just, honestly, just, those are the first signs of a friendship that isn't working anymore. And the sooner you realize that and let go of the idea that the friendship is meant to be, because that is such a, that's such a, like, that's such a tough phrase, you know, to get over. It's like, if you have the idea that it's meant to be, then you won't let it go because it feels that way in the moment. But 10 years from now, it might not be that way. And that is totally okay because it wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be at the time. And that, you know, and that is, that's what I sort of find. And so like weeding, weeding it out, which is a harsh word, but it just sort of like weeding it out and sort of realizing these things is also knowing yourself and knowing what you can handle with, with the person and sort of like, I I believe that it's like sitting with your thoughts and sitting with the signs and, and the things that you're feeling and paying attention to the way you're feeling or way that person's making you feel. And if you start to feel, uh, negative or almost inadequate for whatever reason even if it isn't something that they're doing directly it's just that feeling that um it brews inside and it's and if it's always when you're with them and then it gets better when you're not then that's a huge you know what i mean shift like you you know that that's your energy that's your your subconscious telling you something's wrong yeah that's definitely true you have to listen to yourself and if being around them is bringing you down. It doesn't mean they're a bad person on any level. It just means that whatever their focus is, isn't your focus anymore. Or maybe it never was. Maybe like you said, they're the ones that changed. Um, But either way, um, that's okay. And it's just hard to come to terms with that. I've had that happen a couple times in my adulthood. And even still, I grapple with the fact of like some friendships I feel like there's always like the last one is the hardest one to get over like once you know another thing happens in your life a big moment or something that causes you some sort of anxiety it's so hard to let it go before another thing happens like there's always this one pain that you can't let go of but If you really think about, you know, what your focus is, what you spend your time on and how you're living your life, and then you think about, like you said, that person that um, you don't seem to be like getting along with at the moment or not even that you're not getting along, but like you said, it brings on bad energy. Mm -hmm. You really think about what they're doing, how they live your life, their life. Is it equal? Like, is there any connecting point? And that's something like with someone that I recently fell out with in a very unspoken way. 
so I've had both. I've only had like a couple like friendship breakups as an adult. Um, <laughs> and one was very much like almost childish in that it was like, we are not friends anymore. <laughs> Stop <laughs> communicating. Yeah. But the other one was more so of we just fell out where a lot of my friends, because I have so many um, close friends from throughout my life, because like I said before, I kind of segment my life off where I become mm. best friends with a new person, but I don't always lose contact. As a kid, I did, of course, like you did, lose yeah. contact with some people. But for the most part, you know, I still am very close to my best friend from high school, from college, from and from jobs and what whatnot all throughout my life. But um, what is it called? Uh, as time goes on, you don't talk as much because you're you have different things in common and whatnot. Um, or not different things in common. Sorry, correct. <laughs> <laughs> you have different focuses, but you also at the same time, if they call you, like you pick off where you left off. You're like, "How's your job? How's your kids? How's your family?" Blah 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 blah. Right. I have a lot of those, but then there comes to the point where like you don't talk at all anymore, and like like you said, you don't want to. Right. And so then you just that kind of stop talking or maybe something happened. Um, in my case, I definitely feel like there was a specific moment in time, like a few things led up to it. But then a specific moment in time where it was like, OK, so like we really don't have anything anymore. Right. And then I think back to what made us friends and, you know, why our connection was so deep. And I realized, you know, that really wasn't a forever friendship we both needed each other so deeply at one point in time and we are no longer those people right or maybe one of us is and one of us isn't and so that's what I'm grappling with like it's happened like we're not we're definitely not friends anymore if she you know called me it's not like I wouldn't pick up but like if I broke up with my boyfriend am I gonna tell her no that's true and I think I think if you're going through a really hard time in your life and you have no interest in telling them, that's a really good indicator if like there's still something there. Each person, I believe that each party sort of has somewhere where either there was lack of communication or, you know, just a little bit less uh, attentive, like attention to the relationship. I feel like a relationship falls out, not just because of one person, but because of a little bit of both or yeah. more one person than the other. Like it could be that way, but I feel like naturally it's just sort of like, well, of you course. know, like that conversation of, um, of like, you didn't call me. And then it's like, well, you didn't either type of thing to where it's like that of like, why did you expect it from me? Why didn't you just reach out? And you know, it's funny because the other day my mother told me, she said, you know, you should really tell people how much you care about them instead of telling other people how much you care about them. Tell the actual person themselves, because I'm very much like I'll talk about all my friends and I'll be like, I love this person. This is what they're doing. And I'm like that huge fan of my friends, but I'll never tell. Like, and it's not right. that I didn't. It's not, you know, it's not that I don't want to. It's just that it, naturally that doesn't come up. And mm -hmm. I don't know if that's something because I don't want to seem weird or like seem like a fangirl it's kind of like when you meet a celebrity do you really want to be like oh my god I love you so much like I have a poster of you on my wall or do you want to just play it cool just yeah even like on a 
relationship scale of like when you're dating someone like you know how long do you wait before you're like no I really have true feelings for you I think you're awesome exactly I love you yeah exactly okay so I I have a confession to make (laughs) so before we declared each other as best friends just before I moved I felt like I was tiptoeing around the I love you Tracer type of thing like you're my best friend and it (laughs) was so much for me like it was so much like when you're trying not to tell your boyfriend you love him like because you don't want to scare him off that's how I felt about you and then you told me and I was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) she said the words first yay and I was like (laughs) you're my person (laughs) and it felt like it was Clearly, we're crazy. obsessed with Grey's Anatomy. All right, right. Slightly. <laughs> Slightly. I didn't finish. Past. Yeah, I didn't watch all of Grey's Anatomy now. Like, I think I watched up to ep- like season seven. <laughs> after you, that we're getting off topic now, but really quickly. After you recommended me like six different movies yesterday to watch, or like movies and shows, because I literally asked you for a recommendation. <laughs> right. I literally went and watched season 16 of Grey's Anatomy. I hate you. (laughs) That was definitely not one of the recommendations. I know. I like, I went through my Netflix and my Amazon. How could you do this to me? turned on Netflix (laughs) to look for options. I can't believe it. I was so excited to hear about a new show that you started that was my recommendation. You didn't even watch Love by Gaspar Noé. I'm so disappointed. Okay, how am I going to watch that, though, while I do wallpaper? The reason I went back to Grey's Anatomy was, ah, there was a whole new season. Hello. But also... (laughs) Yo. Also, when you're at season 16 of a show, you don't have to like have your eyes glued to the screen, you know, right? You know, everything <laughs> that could quite possibly be happening while the characters are talking. Right. Um. So I actually got all my wallpaper like cut up and ready to paste. Oh, that's awesome. I can't wait to see it. Is it is it the cranes? What are they? The cranes? They're cheetahs. Cheetahs. Cheetahs, right. Do you listen at all? This is a sign of a bad friend, people. It isn't. No, I swear. Um, but sorry, there are cranes somewhere. Or are there no cranes. No, no cranes everywhere? No birds? What about the other wallpaper? No. Oh. It's like, I'm like so offended. <laughs> it's like an antique rug print. The oh. Other one. oh wow that's weird oh okay wow where did i get like, birds from i think it's a pinterest thing i saved there's like artwork or like someone painted birds on a wall they're cranes oh, maybe tall like I, florida cranes but not gray like white wall. No. i don't know because because no. they're so I've, cute i have cheetahs on my <laughs> on their hind legs standing oh maybe Art, that's why the cheetahs look like each other in love <laughs> Oh, how sweet. Oh, wait, I lied. They're arching away from each other in fear. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get back on topic. Um, I have a question for you. Do you think that um, when a friendship, like kind of how we said it, like fizzes out, that's harder to deal with and like more emotionally draining? Or if it just outright, like what I said um, before, where... I literally had to tell someone we are no longer friends. Right. After a series of I what I just felt like was someone trying to dictate and manipulate my life. Because mm-hmm. the way we kind of fell out in that case, um, 
just so you can have some of the juicy details. Was, <laughs> Tell me about them, baby. <laughs> was that um, we, so this was post-college. I won't say what college. Okay. but <laughs> <laughs> Right, because you went to multiple and I went to one. Like <laughs> 10 colleges. <laughs> we'll keep it a little up in the air. Uh, <laughs> but after that, uh, you know, we both kind of, started to seek our careers. Um, we went to different um, places in the country because I have never stayed in the same city as my college, like immediately after school. I've always kind of like, honestly, I've always went home. <laughs> so I went home. She kind of stayed where um, where we went to school and we were looking for jobs and I was kind of on the side of looking for a job pursuing like as I always do how can I do this myself how can I do my own collection how can I have my own design company how can I make money for myself because I don't want to work for anybody because I'm clearly antisocial so as I'm doing all that she is um you know going a more traditional route and also very frustrated with me because she feels like, um, you know, probably rightly so. I always have so many ideas, but do I always follow through? So I could see where the, sh- the frustration would occur. But her choice of dealing with my confusion over, you know, what exactly I want since I've literally been having the same battle with myself for probably like six years now or more. More um, years is, because we've been friends for six years. True. <laughs> true. Um, is that she would send me YouTube videos that literally were titled how to stop being a failure. Oh, are you serious? And was I really a failure? I'm pretty sure I got a job immediately after college. Yes, it wasn't like, you know, right away, like a lead designer job or even in the realm of a designer. Mm-hmm. But I eventually got there. And also I was working. Right. I was supporting myself. I was still in some way pursuing, you know, what I wanted to do. Yes, I was going in and out of depression and whatnot. But like, you do don't send people how to not be a failure video. Right. I would say that's the number one way to lose a friend. So then it come to a point where I was like, many other things happen to make it like really bad. Like I went to even visit her at one point and then she was like, okay, well, I can see you on Tuesday. And I'm like, but I'm leaving on Tuesday. And she's like, well, that's my only free day. You know, like oh my things gosh. like that where she, yeah. thought she was like above me in so many ways. Right. And um, so it was just like, okay, well, you know, I can't just stay till Tuesday. Like, that's not that's not yeah, how, exactly. How money and life and flights work. I mean, now my life is very free. Then, <laughs> now that's how it all works. <laughs> now I can do whatever. I right. <laughs> but back then. Um, so we had a rough falling out where eventually, like, she kept trying to you know, act like she knew it was best for me. Okay. And I eventually just said, please stop contacting me. I don't want your opinion. We are no longer friends. And I feel like that was freeing for me because she was putting so much negative energy into my life for such a period of time. And also, previously leading up to this, she's the type of person that like most people don't get along with. 
You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. There's always that like, one. So you feel like, you know, I'm, I'm putting up with so much and then you're treating me so poorly. Like, no, like I'm done with this. And so when I, I let it go, I felt so free. In my right. Mind. Yeah. So that compared to like where someone who never did wrong to me and was always there for me and there was like no ill will at all but we fell out because you know they're at this place in their life and I'm at this place and like there's really just we're just not gonna connect on any level anymore and I feel like there was like a lot of micro situations that happened that ate away at us like on probably on both sides where we both feel hurt we both feel offended but like we're both such like kind people that we're not going to be like you did this yeah you know like right we just kind of let it go because we know that there's nothing left here we live so far apart and we we're just doing such different things so what's the point so that type of loss eats away at me like as if i i have murdered someone whereas like the other loss was like get out of my life i don't care like I'm done. That's so interesting. I'm see. Okay, so when a friendship fizzles out, I'm fine. Like fizzle, fizzle away. I don't care. I there are men who I've been with, and somehow it's fizzling out, and it's like I panic. But um, same. But but I feel like with men, it's different. I feel like when it when it comes to men, you're like either get out of my life right now, like it, to where it's like you guys can have that conversation. I'll have that, you know. But it's like when it fizzles, like to me, it's like. Whoa, whoa, where we like? Where did we go wrong? And and sort of like you start questioning all this. But with friends, for me, opposite. Like if it starts to fizzle, it's easy because it's like you feel it too, and we don't have to talk about this. And then when I actually have to talk to you and 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 put you in your place, where it's like, yo, you are overstepping a boundary. You know, like this is too much, and I can't handle this. If it hurts a lot more because I have to be the one to tell you that, like. Like I have to tell you straight up and I have to say the words. Otherwise mm-hmm. you won't get the point and you'll be, and I'll be yeah, stringing you sure. along. That's so interesting. So I feel like it's personality based. I, what, what hurts me is when I feel like it's not in the open, but then okay. like when it's in the open and I'm like, yeah, we're not friends. But then again, like, I feel like maybe it's never happened to me where I've had to be like told, like, we are not friends. We are never going to be friends. I feel like I am <laughs> It sounds horrible, but I'm, right. like, I'm the so one sad. that said that. That's so sad. But then I guess with guys, guys have told me that. And kind of like you with guys, like it's not as big of a deal. Like honestly, if you think about like your past relationships and like how they ended and stuff, I mean, some people say like all their past relationships ended amicably. Am- mm. Amicably? I can't yeah. Um, A lot of people say like all the relationships end in that way. And I'm like, I am not that person. I am like, not I, that person. <laughs> I am s- but you know what? It's because, like, I'm fine with that. Because, yeah. Because, like, I love and care about people so deeply. It doesn't matter if they're my friend or if they're my relationship. Like, especially if they're my relationship. Like, I give a billion percent. And that person knows it. So, like, I don't feel embarrassed in the end. Yes. I, gotcha. like, freaked out. I, I like, hung on. I tried to fix it. I did a million things that people would be like, wow, she's a psycho. Hashtag psycho (laughs) ex-girlfriend. Literally me. (laughs) Um, But that's fine. And like, honestly, I don't think that's a bad thing. Right. I mean, I don't go and like, you know, 
<laughs> key, key people's cars in. yeah not like, that I don't like actually like cause harm to any one or any object you're just obsessed it's my own it's like yeah, it's the obsession I'm just, like, of like really hard in an embarrassing way but two minutes later I'm fine at the end of the day you know what like with most relationships it's like it's so embarrassing like when it's happening but then like a month later they're like hey <laughs> what happened what why are you not obsessing over me <laughs> why are you why are you gone what do i do i think it's the attention that they're so drawn to of like i think some guys love it yeah sometimes sometimes like you know there are definitely like there are definitely guys that i've been with where i obsessed for 2 seconds i stopped obsessing and then they're like wow so you got a new boyfriend already it's like what what do you mean like we broke up forever ago get out of here you know so it's like and then they obsess and it's almost like you're passing off energy to each other like yeah that's called unhealthy right which you know honestly that brings me into into the point I wanted to ask you is like do you ever do anything to really cut these like these relationships off because for me I do cord cutting um are you talking about friendships or um, everything people people in general so I wanted to ask you about this so I have never done this and I I feel like I have am in a really positive place and I have so many amazing friendships and I'm pursuing my like goals really actively I have a job I love I have so many amazing opportunities happening and I do still have this lingering like upset in my stomach feeling over you know this um friendship that just kind of fell apart um Mm -hmm. because we we've just honestly grown apart so what do you do what is cord cutting and like what do you do to kind of just let that friendship lie um well cord cutting is a meditation sort of like a ritual where um for me, I, I'm able to sort of just do it because I know the I know the routine because I've I've cord cut so many people. But uh, the the essential cord is that relationship that is tying you together, and it's to me I believe it's healthy to cord cut because you're letting go of all of the energy and it could be good energy, bad energy, but you just, that's too much energy. You don't need all that energy all the time. And new cords will be formed no matter what you do, they will be formed. So, so I imagine, um, that lineup and with the lineup, I'll just see a bunch of cords. And so I mentally take scissors and I cut them and I release them into, the sky kind of you know whatever like I release them up not down I don't leave them there they float up to be recycled into new energy and that is the meditation for me I I do that for about like 30 minutes or or however long it really takes I don't really give it a time because I it just however long and the way that you really are supposed to cord cut is you imagine everything you imagine all of the things that you are thinking about of that person, good, bad. You might cry. You might feel happy. You might laugh because you are literally living in those moments. You're remembering everything. And when you remember everything, you put all the energy toward the cord. You're putting it in the cord. And so when you cut it, all those memories are gone. Not not literally, but you'll stop keeping yourself awake and, and you know, wondering what happened and living in those moments because those moments aren't serving you. They are memories. They are memories. That's all they are. Can I, can I pause for one second? What yeah. you're saying? Um, I'm trying to picture the cord. Is it an... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> is it an umbilical cord? Oh my god. <laughs> if that's the way you picture it, it's your umbilical cord, okay? Cut it Ew. from your belly button. <laughs> No, bitch. It is not an umbilical cord. <laughs> it's to me. It's more like one of those really thick cords that connect like really giant pieces of equipment, like to where you see them lying across the street in like New York. That's what I imagine. Those because it's a lot of power and a lot of energy, and it's their memories as well. And so, you know, for me, one of the biggest things is is um is the reason why it's men is because when you're with your partner and this isn't specifically men you know but just with your partner your romantic person it's so much energy that you put into the relationship into knowing them as a friend and then knowing them romantically it's such a big scale and so when you're holding on to that it's weighing you down even if you don't notice it it's weighing you down and so I do a routine cord cutting to where if I thought about a person I can go into a meditation and still have a cord and it's we don't even have to talk like we like we don't have to talk for an entire year and if they pop into my mind that's a cord that's been formed and by cutting it it is likely which happens to me every time that um I, I do a cord cutting session and somehow <laughs> I get a message the next day by that person or those people. If you don't want to hear from that person, I would block that person because it is likely that they will feel that energy, that pull where all of a sudden you're in their mind. Yeah. And it's happened to so many people because I do cord cuts with so many people. Like I, I've even done it with you of like where I just wanted to release, you know, anything like because why, why are we holding on to old energy? It's just right. sitting there. You know what I mean? So it's like just starting fresh and it'll help with creativity and new ideas and new travel and new, you know, everything is just new. We just have like this surge of newness. And then the next day you'll call or you'll be like, hey, I just got a flight like or something like that. And it's just like, whoa, OK. And I've done it with Jess. I've done it with um, with my exes and everything. And it's just it's just this weird like ever-flowing energy that happens so cord cutting is I I swear by it okay I'm gonna give it a try I will check back in <laughs> definitely <laughs> let me know how your cord cutting session goes do you have any more thoughts on um losing friends as an adult and maybe you know things that make it unique as an adult things that you go through when you lose friends I think that it's just when you're losing friends as an adult you're not really staying stuck on the idea that you lost this friend it's more like well we learned so much from each other I mean at least in my case is like that I've learned so much from this person I've grown so much since knowing this person I'm grateful for the relationship and I'm grateful that it ended because essentially that was its journey is done as a kid I couldn't get over losing friends at all I was I was miserable every time I, I obsessed over that friend I will constantly like if it's like my best friend I will message them I will email them I will like call them I would talk to them at school I would try really hard to keep the friendship even though we don't we're not the same person you know like there were times where I was like a really like dark goth emo chick you know and they were this preppy girl who had a ton of friends and I wanted somewhere where we could relate because of our childhood because we used to be best friends what changed well we did you know yeah. and that is the difference is that like I accept when a friendship isn't working and I and I sort of like know the motions and 
maybe it's because of the years of experience, you know, we all have it. So it's like, maybe because of all those times, all those friendships that have gone, it's just sort of like, ah, well, it happens, you know, and you just move forward, I think, my opinion. That's interesting. I feel like um, I know where you're coming from. And that's really great. It sounds like you've had a lot of growth and a lot of, you know, opportunities to kind of, you know, reflect in order to, you know, be able to let people go so easily. Because like I said, I'm still struggling a little bit. And I feel like a reason a lot of people still struggle somewhat as an adult is the mindset of, I feel like if people still have like friends from childhood, like at least one, or I dated people that are still friends with all the people that they are from, that they had from like high school or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. those people, the idea of them letting go of friendships, I feel like if you've done it, like you have, like you've done it enough times where you're like, it's okay. And you've like come to acceptance, which I have in most cases as well. But I've dated people where like the idea of them not being friends with the people that were their best friends growing up is like being a traitor. Like what is, I can't leave them that these are my, these are my people. And it's like, but literally you have nothing in common with them they are literally doing coke on the sidewalk in front of their house right now and you right. have children right like, you know what i mean like they literally yeah exactly no relation and right it's, like, it's it's okay like you have new friends now and it's like but they're my people right <laughs> like, like, like they can't let it go so um my point with that is how do you make friends as an adult? Like mm. on a you know more positive yeah. note, because I feel like maybe one of the things that people might not know about you is that you're really good at making like new friends, like meeting new people and making new friends. Yeah. Whereas like a lot of us, me somewhat included, because I'm you know antisocial AF, so <laughs> you know just gotta accept that. <laughs> <laughs> so. People that like don't really have the opportunity to meet new people, everyone does have the opportunity, but I'm saying that feel like they don't have the opportunity, then they're more likely to cling to the idea of people from their past. So how have you like, you know, started to branch out, make new friends and expand your um, pool as an adult? All right. So the biggest thing that really draws me to people is traveling and going out. And I'll be, I I won't talk to anyone in my daily life. Like if I'm living in a place like that isn't new for me, I won't make any friends. The moment I'm in a new place, I make friends. And it's because I'm drawn to the idea of, of learning something about someone. And when I'm outside, when I'm out, (laughs) I kind of have to overcome this fear of rejection for whatever reason. It's like, what is a stranger going to do? Reject? Like, why would why is that a fear? Really? It's almost irrational. But I do because I do still struggle with the rejection. I've I've had my life in my life, you know, and I've had people not want to be my friend and people like me, not like me and like all that stuff. And so you really have to like, overcome that hurdle and just be brave and go say hi to someone that you find yourself drawn to that maybe you're like oh they look like they're having fun or uh that person looks like someone I can talk to and even if it isn't it's sort of like you just have to say the one thing like to where you try to relate in some way and if it doesn't click it doesn't 
and click and you walk away, which I've had that as well. But for me, it's like, that's the that's the way I really make friends is that I have the guts to go up and say hi. If a, like, for example, if if you were sitting at the end of the bar, we didn't know each other and I was by myself and you were by yourself. And I know that and we both I can tell like I can tell that you are sitting alone. I'm sitting alone. And then we're surrounded by a crowd of people because we're at a bar. I'll go over there and sit next to you and sort of like spark up a conversation of like, you know, I'll hear you order a Cosmo and I didn't order one. And I would just literally use that to, to be like, I've never tried one. Is it good? And then you'll respond with something. And then I'll be like, you know what? I'll order one. All right. Cosmo. Hi, Amora. Like literally it's like, I have to overcome the fear that they're going to be like, shut up, get out of here. I don't right, want you, right. you know, which I feel like is a huge fear of so many people of making new friends for whatever oh, reason, for you know, sure. like it's I'm like definitely <laughs> that person. Like I can't imagine going up to someone in a bar and talking and being to like, <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm so, so antisocial in life. But you know, what's so funny is just that you say that, but it's like, if I introduce you to somebody, which we have experience with, where if I introduce you to somebody, you literally, you have so much to talk about because you're very interested in a person of like, just knowing, I guess it's like, you just know what to say next. And I think it's interesting because once you break the ice, which for more people, for, for more people, it's the ice that is, the, they're not willing to break it because the ice is the barrier. The ice is the protection, but you break it. And then now barriers are all down and you just feel more comfortable, but it's the act of taking the hammer to the ice. <laughs> you know what but, I mean? But you know, what's interesting on that point is Yes, there's times when, you know, I meet a new person or I'm introduced to someone and it just like clicks and right. I have a million things to talk about. But if I sense any sort of falseness or I can kind of sense I or at least I feel it, it feels deep in in my bones that I could if I feel some sort of like falseness or fakeness or you know, potential like insincerity in that person, I cannot continue con communicating with them. And I will, sh I will not put in any effort. That's if they so are making me feel insecure in any sort of way, or I feel like my words are like being wasted, yeah. I will not put in any effort. That is so cool. Honestly, that's like a superpower because I'm not the way because I don't ever feel anything. I've been conned by some, not conned, but I have so many people who I've met where they had fully different intentions than I did. I just genuinely wanted to talk to someone, make a new friend. They wanted a puppet, essentially, you know, and I've had these situations with men and women and, you know, to where it was like sort of just that genuine friendship it to me and then all of a sudden it's different and I feel like if you it's like you're like the radar like maybe I'll send you out and be like go make us a friend <laughs> like, but even <laughs> even if you think about it there's been times when you've introduced me to people and you're like I don't understand like you guys get along so well He's yeah I know exactly who you're talking about <laughs> like and you're just like they're weird and like they're acting weird and they're being this way or that way and like yet yeah, you're getting along with them and it's like because like honestly when people like when you're thinking someone is weird it's because you think they're like somewhat socially awkward in the slightest way like, because honestly, I don't think that person is that socially awkward at <laughs> being genuine. Really? Like, I, I'm socially awkward. So maybe that's what. But like, honestly, I recognize when people are being 
socially awkward because I myself am like the worst. Right. Um, but thank you for confirming that, girl. <laughs> you are socially <laughs> awkward. And I'm it's kidding. the best thing. But, <laughs> but the thing is, I'm socially awkward. He might be somewhat socially awkward, but when when someone is socially awkward in most cases, they're such a genuine human. Like they're <laughs> there's no fronting. They're socially awkward because like they bring their whole self to every circumstance you know what i'm saying yeah like, that is such a beautiful way of looking at it they literally put their heart on the table because they don't know how to be like fake so yeah that's why i click with people that are kind of like that because it's it's not one i'm not gonna judge someone and be like not that it's bad that you were like He's he's kind of socially awkward. Like that's not bad that you think that. I just really liked him, and he wasn't communicating with me. <laughs> I don't judge people for that because, like, I know the struggle of right. like you only prefer to have truly genuine interactions, and like some people, they're fine with just yeah. having like a really like surface level interaction. Like, let's talk about whatever it is, some random topic, and just you know both kind of spew our words and just to fill this space with like the air with words rather than actually you know taking a moment to get to know someone and that's where my struggle is like when people are just talking to talk and I know like the second they get a chance to walk away they're gonna walk away like because there's I can feel their energy and there's no connection to me why am I giving you like I am it feels so false. And when I'm in like a social situation where I am forced to be that social because like to not be social is considered rude. Right. Though I literally have to put on a front and become like I'm acting because like in my heart of hearts, it feels so wrong to be having those type of interactions. Wow. I, so I try to like genuinely, genuinely connect with as many people as possible in those situations and seek out people that it seems like I'm actually going to, you know, be able to get to know. But like, it's really hard not to shut down when you feel that like, okay, this this girl truly does not like me and has never liked me, but she's talking to me because there's no one else available for her to talk to. And maybe that's like insecurities in my head. Interesting. But I, I sense that and I feel that. And from my experience, I've been somewhat right most of the time. Wow. See, and I, okay, so see the thing, it's such a, vast difference because even though like I do genuinely feel like I just had this conversation last night with my mom and I we were talking about how I really hate that I always put on a mask when I'm with people that I'm not comfortable with like I start smiling laughing all the time like it's it's I it's been pointed out to me that's how that's how much I laugh is that like the person will be like are you okay because you're just laughing so much like are you high and I'm like I'm not I'm not high you know and and like I'll just literally just be like I don't know I'm just that's ah, that's me but it isn't me you know because deep down it's like that comes from insecurities and feeling like if I'm not this way who am I type of thing and are they gonna like me if I'm not bubbly and happy all the time because that's been my persona for so long and so I've started to break down that persona a lot and um or trying to anyway and you know I 
when I'm in public, I find that like, like, like in, I have two different memories of me being someone, you know, like a persona, one being my bubbly side, my happy go lucky, whatever side. And that was when we met the guy that I was interested in at that bar in Brooklyn. And, Mm. um, you know, I was like, I don't know, because when he first met me, we chill but I was very talkative because I liked him and I yeah. liked him immediately like I saw because it he had an and, accent and that's all you care about in life <laughs> right and well, I was let's like be honest no that's not who I was talking about I didn't like what? him like that no I'm talking about the other guy Brooklyn I don't know yeah Brooklyn recent not not English recent? guy the first instance when I went out you know you were with me and everything and I sort of put on this like happy like because I was I was excited and everything but it was just very like loud and outgoing and trying to be this this quote-unquote Libra personality to where I'm just chatty and all that stuff but you know deep down it's like yeah I like like I like to have really intellectual conversations and go really deep into the mind of somebody and like really talk about it in that way but I, that wasn't really who he knew me as, I felt like. It was like we met in public. We met at a museum. <laughs> and it was very like, you know, I had to be this person and everything, even though that day I looked horrible and I was wearing a hoodie. And like, you know, my hair was just like long and messy and whatever. So, um, but we never really, aside from that, we never met in person except for this at this bar in Brooklyn. And I just felt like I had to be this person. And if I wasn't this person, he's not going to like it. But then here you come with your long, flowing, beautiful hair. And you just waltz on it. And, like, you guys click instantly. And it was the connection that I was like, what the heck? Like, I thought I was going to have that. And you did. And it was just interesting in the sense that, like, you guys were talking as if you guys were old friends. Like, you guys, as if you guys grew up together. As if, you know, in the sense of, like, of, like, yeah, we could be friends. And Can that I was sidebar for a minute. Yeah. So you I feel like this is a perfect example of where you are viewing something from the outside and you are falsely it, like creating a scenario in your head because the reason that we clicked so well, we didn't instantly click. Like it was awkward for like a couple minutes and then like, you know, we were sli- where you like where you were like, you know, you introduced us and then you started just buzzing around the party that we were at. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're like, so how do you know Mora? Where are you from? <laughs> do you have siblings? Like kind of find trying to find something where we right. connect because you were like buzzing around. You were gone. So right. then all of a sudden you walk back. And you're like, oh, like they've clicked, like, you know, and you've created this whole thing. Yeah. And I feel like you kind of in your got that in your head. And then you were instantly like, okay, well, he's obviously into Trey. Let me go find a different guy. Yeah. And you literally started searching for another guy when you invited this guy this is to come meet this. you. Okay. So, all right. All right. Good point. Good point. <laughs> so honestly, I I don't know what exactly he was thinking, but I can assure you that our first interaction was like this, like, 
so eh. like we kind of both were like trailing after you for like a good five minutes and then finally we just like gave up and like stood in one place next to each other and oh, okay. slowly but surely started having conversation and even gotcha. if you think about when we moved you met at least one guy if not multiple guys while we were at that party and then when we moved to another location you instantly met someone else so of course we're gonna keep talking me and him had no interest in (laughs) fight i think you need to like be aware of the fact that like a lot of not a lot of people but some people have no interest in like meeting new people or like you know hunting for like if I go to a bar with you I'm not gonna be have my eyes open looking for a guy and honestly to be truly honest like I don't have my eyes open looking for like friendship <laughs> <Ever>. for friendship <laughs> either <laughs> so if I go there with people like I'm down to like get to know the person that's you know already a friend of yours because yeah it's just easy access honestly yeah <laughs> so whereas you're not like that like you're right. always your eyes are always open for like where are new people even think about when we went to Dublin together the people that we met on like the first day or like in the beginning of the first night, like I was fine just like chilling with that crowd. I had no interest in expanding. If new people came to our group, cool. Like I'm right. into it. I'm like talking to them, whatever. You brought so many people <laughs> into the circle, into the like, atmosphere. So like I, you know, that's how I had interactions because they were you were flocking them in. Okay. Um whereas like I have I just stick with the group and you're like buzzing all over the place looking for more. Like you're bored. Like you keep Oh going. my God. That's a, okay, so that's so funny because I used to not be that way. I used to follow the guy that I was interested in around until I felt just because I felt like you're who I'm with. I changed yeah. that because I started noticing that the guys or the guy that I was interested in was looking at all of the girls who were on their own and independent and like they're making all the friends and they're being the social butterflies. So I changed and I started to be the social butterfly because I was like, well, yeah, I don't want you to think I have all of your attention. Like, I want you to want my attention. And I think that that comes, that's where the dangerous game happens is like, because if it's with the wrong person, you know, if if that person is just genuinely interested in, like, in me and I'm not, in quote unquote, interested in them, you know, then it's like, then you lose the game because they're just not going to pay attention. But if it's like, if it's that guy, right, I feel like if it's like that guy to where they're like, oh, wow, I want what I can't have, which is that's what I'm used to. That's but interesting. don't go for those guys for one. Right, and exactly. for two, yeah. for two, you have to really think about time and place because right. in the situation, say the guy that likes you kind of being the social butterfly, I hear this all the time, like when I read articles about relationships and men talking about what they find attractive in a woman and they always 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 say if I bring her to a party or a social gathering of some sort and she's able to wander the room and then come back to me I find that super attractive like if she's not like glued yeah. the whole time right that generally is not like 
first date situation. And it's <laughs> right. the guy. It's the guy. It not that it was like exactly a first date because it was honestly like we were a tricycle, so it's not a first date. A tricycle. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it was like you said, one of the first times like you actually hung out in person. Right. So after a long time and many conversations, so yes, you did have some sort of like. Uh, past relationship with him but like it's your first time seeing each other yeah so obviously you know you should maybe give him a certain amount of attention um yeah i know yeah and even maybe be like to me like get out of my face bitch. <laughs> i would like, never see but that's, that's it. i think move <laughs> your wheel we're gonna wobble on we're without gonna- <laughs> you we're like i didn't want to be stuck in a situation to where we didn't click at all. And it was just very like, I feel like that was a huge lesson, especially hearing it from your side. Because for me, I was thinking, okay, I need to keep myself distracted because if not, I'm going to feel like the third wheel. So then you went went polar opposite and just played hard to get by getting other guys' phone numbers (laughs) and other guys' attention. Which which was hilarious. Yeah. You have to go back to like our original kind of um, perspective of this guy who's like, I truly believe as like, especially because of what you've told me about like your conversations leading up to us meeting him. Mm-hmm. Like he's a genuine guy. Like yeah. he, he puts his like heart on his sleeve, his emotions on the surface. He tells you the truth. Like he's not fronting. Right. And then you're trying to play hard to get. I know. And that's the thing is that like, if you're, if you're playing a game, then you got to know what game you're playing. You know what I mean? Like, and like you want to play games. Okay. Then you know that that's probably not going to be a lasting relationship. It's like, you know, if you have to play the hard to get or, yeah. you know, type of persona, because it's never playing the eat hard on your sleeve, you know, unless it's like, right. you know what I mean? It's like, it's like that because, OK, that has also been a brand on me as well is be is putting my heart on my sleeve. And it's been said to me in a negative way. Same thing that where being too nice has been said to me in a negative way. And so I put on this sort of like, I don't know, it's hard to really shake when you when you think about it. it's like, oh, my God, I'm being. I'm giving too much attention. I'm acting too desperate. And even like, I might not be, but that's, that's what's going on in my head is that like, if I'm following this person around, am I desperate? And I I can't look desperate, you know? And it's like, that's, those are the thoughts. I feel like when you're being genuinely you, it comes across really clearly and you don't have to worry about, you know, what people are going to think of it when it's your honest and true feelings. If someone takes those in a negative light, you know, maybe that's on them. Yeah. And I feel like that's something we all kind of have to grapple with is not we have to really filter like who's the person that said that to me and like should I even be concerned with like what their thoughts are? Like what kind of person right. are they that they said right. that? That's so interesting. Like like their credibility. Do they are they a yeah. credible source for telling you that? Because Right. Do they have a reason? Likely that they're not to you? Right. 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 You know, most people who throw out like things like that, insecurities like that, who just throw it to the wind and see who catches it. It's like, you know, that really just says a lot about themselves. Why are they throwing that at other people? Why are they projecting? Um, I also had a thought. This is on a slightly different topic, but not truly. Like since you're um, such a social butterfly and it's, you know, been made very clear. <laughs> <laughs> um 
if have you if you think about it is there a certain subject or um topic that you feel like as an adult genuine generally um is where you click with people and it's like okay this is like oh this is like an actual potential friend like we are vibing on such a deep level that like this isn't just you know we're talking about cosmos at the bar like oh my gosh I want to have coffee with her the next day oh that's a good question yeah honestly I think um it's whenever we talk about like mindsets, I think it's like if, you know, like if you're talking about pot, if you're talking about the same thing and you're sort of like both being positive or just feel like this is the way that you look at life, just, yo, I'll happily have you in my circle. <laughs> I wrote down four people that I feel like are true friends that I've made as adults. Um, I'm sure there's been more than four, but like that are really like good friends, you know, people that I could call and, you know, tell about whatever's going on in my life. And I wrote down that the topics that I feel like made us click and feel like we can trust each other, we get each other, we're genuine people that have like something real to talk about was when we got on the topic of manifestation, mindset, and the law of attraction. Yes. Absolutely. Like, and that's or astrology in some sort <coughs> astrology, of astrology. Yeah. Like somehow you're talking about, you know, your son and, and then someone says, oh, my moon is this. And you're like, oh, ooh, ooh, you know, your moon, yeah. you know, you're rising. Yeah. Yeah. It's because you need something. I feel like as an adult, you can't just be talking about like your daily lives. It doesn't work because everyone's life is so different. And unless you're intertwined in that life, you're not going to relate. Like, right. you know, and I'm finding that so prevalent in my relationships where like, you know, we hung out for a couple of weeks and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so great. And then you get that to that point, that wall where you're like, okay, we've talked about everything that we've talked about, whether it's because we were traveling and together or whatever. And then I went home or you went home or something. And now what is there to say? Because we're not traveling anymore and I don't relate to your lifestyle and you don't relate to mine. And right. it's, that's, if you find, if you don't find that, that thing that brings you all together, then it fizzles. And, yeah. um, you know, that happened with, with multiple relationships and stuff. And I wish them the best. And it's sort of like this, this tearful goodbye sort of thing where both parties, uh, are aware of that. It's not, it's not going to work like, you know, but yeah. I, but I would happily travel with you in the future. That type of thing. Um, but yeah, like my, my friendships really like it spurs like hours of conversation, you know, and if you could talk to someone for hours, you know, that's when you really know you're like, yeah, you're, you're someone I'm keeping for a while. (laughs) Which for me, I feel like whenever I've met someone and we've somehow fallen on one of those topics, it's all of a sudden you, they're, they're opening themselves up to you in such a deep and honest way because it's like, oh, I can trust you. You're not going to judge me. Right. And it's really just like lets everything out within like a couple of hours. You're like, oh my gosh, I know so much about this person. Yeah. It's so genuine. And it's like, I want to know them more. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like, I feel like the moment that someone really breaks down that barrier and is like, okay, I can trust you with this. And it doesn't, honestly, it's so, it's so interesting because it doesn't even have to be like a deep secret yet. That's how we hold ourselves. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I can't let you in. It doesn't have to be a deep secret as in just, just being able to say like, oh, I believe in manifestation. Like 
it almost is like a deep secret because right. some people think that's so taboo and so like right. what like is a that like you're yeah, like, like you're in a cult <laughs> like you just wish things into your reality like, right like that's not realistic which I've actually right. heard so many times it's like okay get out of my energy like yeah right <laughs> so when someone is like so I believe in this thing and right. then they like tell you and you're like oh my god yeah me too like <laughs> it really like opens up a lot of doors where you're right like, what what is what have you found to like work for you blah 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 you know there's so much to be said do you have any last thoughts on friendship possibly any examples of friendship or anything like that that you feel like have affected how we view it and um maybe have made it so that we you know it might have added to the struggle we have with like letting go of friendships and whatnot any last thoughts on it yeah you know um I think that as we get older we sort of appreciate that people are supposed to come in and out and that's the purpose and you know and like you're meant to connect with other humans it doesn't mean that they're going to be lasting and and being fixated on the idea that you're going to stay with this person forever type of thing like like this is your you know, friend, it's like, you know, everyone has their own path and you just got to respect it. And that's what I learned is that, you know, not everyone is going to vibe all the time with you. You're going to sort of, you're going to like match up on one thing, you know, like, let's say that manifestation did bring us together and stuff, but then it's like, but they are a completely different person. They move across the world. They have it. They start a family and all that stuff. You know, it's like, it might, it might fizzle and that's okay because that you were there for them and they, and they needed you. And so, you know, your, your job here, your work here is done and their work with is done with you. Um, and I feel like, you know, travel has really taught me that a lot because you travel, you make friends. I mean, we made so many, we made like infinite amount of friends the time that we were in Dublin, we were there for like a week and we say, I was there for 48 hours. Oh my God. Well, I was there for a week. <laughs> but that's so true. But we made so many friends those nights. Like We did. We did. I follow some on Instagram. Yeah, me too. And, and it's like we like each other's posts. Well, I mean, we I used to like their posts because I don't have an Instagram anymore. But, mm-hmm. you know, we like each other's posts. Maybe we comment or something or wish them luck on something. And then that's it. You know, it's yeah. sort of that's not really a friendship, you know, but that is that that is like acknowledging that we had a connection when we had it. And right. and it's a beautiful thing. That's that's all I really have to say. I completely agree. I definitely agree on the fact that, you know, you have friends for a season and you have other friends that last a lifetime. And sometimes in the moment you can't recognize which ones they are, even where you said, like, we met so many people while traveling and then, you know, we don't really stay in touch with them. But you never know, like, why you were meant to meet someone at a particular time or when they might show back up in your life and if that connection will ever be more than what it once was. I'm not saying hold on to the idea that, like, you know, every connection is going to become this grander thing. But there is a chance, you know, you never know. What's going to happen, even if you think about our friendship, how we met. Exactly. Um, Did I think I was going to be best friends with my boss? I don't know. (laughs) Well, what I think is so funny and when you're really honest about it, um, it, it, it's truly funny is one thing 
that really proves like how like social and how willing to like put herself out there and make friends uh, Mora is, is when we work together, um, she used to go on lunch dates with every single person at our store. Like she literally would, she would wait around. She's off her shift. When she would clock out, she'd wait around for someone to be going on lunch break that she hasn't gone on a lunch with before. I feel like you went on like one date with everybody. I think so too. I think I've had lunch with like everyone in that store. Right. At least one time. Mainly sure. one time, I feel like. Yeah. Just like testing out the water. Right. See what so, we're doing. <laughs> she's like, so you're going on lunch? Where do you go on lunch? <laughs> like she's go with you wherever um which was funny for me because I like actually don't eat lunch so like (laughs) but luckily like I feel like she doesn't either so yeah we just like went to Starbucks or whatever um but because she does this she kind of like created like a little uh click tried to create like a little thing with the three girls me her and one other person that were the same age and Um, I kind of sense and also later found out that like in her mind, she was like, I'm going to become best friends with this other girl. And like, <laughs> like me and Trey are connecting on this more like businessy, like creative type of thing. But like my right. friend is going to be the other girl. <laughs> the other girl did not give a f- anything about us. Like sweetest right. person on earth. I'm not saying she's not. Like she's yeah. She's one of those like really genuine people, but she's super focused and like probably dominating her entire life at this point. For sure. So she didn't have time for us. Like she's like, <laughs> you guys are you guys are a mess. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are not focused at all. Uh, Mora at the point of meeting us was like, I want to be a veterinarian, a right. gamer, uh, an interior designer, and possibly the president of the United States. So well. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just trying to decide what to go to college for. If you could like, what do you think? What do you think? And it's like, uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't know. I don't. I I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I know. Back then, I was very, uh, I was very scatterbrained. scatterbrained, didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. But it was just funny, the idea that, like, you know, you have in your mind, like, I I want that person. Right. And then, you know, it just kind of works out <laughs> how it does. Like, you know, naturally, like you said, it just kind of fizzled out with that person. Yeah. Still, like, think of them as an awesome human and like like you said follow them on social media be happy for them every Mm -hmm. time they you know win at another part of their life but then there's other people where there's just more to say on a daily basis yeah exactly because it's it's more than just the one connection you know it's like it's like what sparks it and then you continue and 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 learn more about each other and then you can then you connect on more levels and then more levels and all of a sudden it's just this strong glue with this person you can't really imagine being without them because it's just sort of like it just happens naturally you just call naturally it's like you pick up the phone and you're dialing their number okay. and it's sort of like you know that's where that's where it fizzles, I feel like, too, is just, like, if you don't connect on more than one level, which in that case, it was we loved our store and we loved being our age. Like, you know, and it was like we, you know, I, I feel like at the time I I was dating someone, she was dating someone, you were dating someone. It's like all of these base level, surface level things that we, uh, that I imagined we vibe, like, we clicked on. And... 
than anything deeper, you know, I feel like she just didn't have the space for it. She was so busy with, with, with building her, her life, her empire that, you know, the having space with two girls who didn't really know exactly what they were doing, you know, it's like, (laughs) it's like, yeah. Also, we were kind of, she was, you know, very focused in a practical sense. And let's be honest, we're not practical. We are so not. And we're like so happy not being practical. It's kind of like, um, like you were saying, like she didn't have space. Like I think a big thing about relationships is like how much are you willing to give? And like Mm -hmm. where do you put the relationship in um, relationship to the rest of your life? Because it's like when you're dating someone, if one of you – in the relationship, you know, puts you at the very top tier above everything else. And then mm-hmm. the other one puts you under all of their, say they put it under their beliefs. They put you under their parents, under their family, under their friends. And you're all the way at the bottom, potentially yeah. even under their job. Like, yeah. then that's not going to work because it's so imbalanced. If both of you, it's not bad if you, if you're put up, I don't think you should put your relationship all the way at the bottom under everything. But (laughs) if both of you are choosing to do that, it's okay. Yeah. Like you both have to agree on what tier you're falling at or it's never going to work. Exactly. Like to me, you know, I, I was, again, it's so funny. We're talking about this today because I was talking about this with my mom last night. Like we just went into a whole thing and you know, and I was I was telling her it kind of kind of like just on the spur of my thoughts, I was thinking about relationships and I was like, you know, relationships, a lot of the time fall out. They don't work because you're supposed to really share that number one spot, which is always you. You are always your number one spot. Right. But you're supposed to share the number one spot with your partner if you want it to be forever, because. Yeah. That's how are you going to always put yourself above them? You know what I mean? It's sort of like you're supposed to think of them also. It's like, you know, it it becomes a that's why it's a partnership. It's like, you know, your your number one is yourself, but then your number one person is them. And so it's like you can't have two number ones. So you just share. And that's where people a lot of people sort of like get distorted is that like, well, you're not my number one, though. I am. And that moment is like. Okay, you know, because now I'm your number two, but you're my number one. I think about you all the time. I think about all I these think decisions both people with you in have mind. To agree, agree that you're either sharing that spot yes. or you're both number two. Exactly. Neither of you should exactly. be putting the other person above your own happiness because that means that you're depending too much on them. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, it's it's you agree that you share it or you agree that one tier below to where it's yeah. like you know, you're like, I'm first, you come next. And then it's like, okay, I agree. I'm first, you come next. Um, I fully, I fully feel like that's the thing. Cause then the moment that you put them above you, no, that's, that's no, where you that's, lose yourself in the relationship. That's codependency definition. Yes, exactly. Um, and I feel like, like you said, that goes for romantic relationships and for and personal friendships. relations. Yeah. A personal relationship. <laughs> personal and business. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it goes um, with everything. I feel like <laughs> it really does though. It really does. Even if it's a business partnership, we've been yeah. there before as well. Um, which I feel like is one of the reasons why we've become such good friends is for because sure. we do get along on so many different levels. But um, even business relationship, I mean, um, I was talking about in a different podcast the other day, um, how writing relationships work and how one person, when you're in a relationship writing, 
one person has to give more than the other because generally, if you look at, you know, famous pairs that write scripts and stuff like that, one of them does the bulk of the script. One of them is more of just the idea person, the editor, like they go back and they add and they, but you can't have both people writing, like actually physically writing in the script. I feel like most writing groups don't work like that. Even like if you think about a show, how it's written. For sure. At the end of the day, there's one person that's responsible for that script. For that one episode. Yeah. So, and when it comes to like writing a movie or something like that, I think it more so lands where one person is more responsible for like getting the actual script written. Right. And, um, So you have to be willing to accept the percentage that each person is giving to that relationship. Because if you don't genuinely respect and accept like that, say, for example, I like in the past, I've written a script and, you know, you inspired the script. You ended up working like on the project with me on every single level. Mm -hmm. And like I was so willing to give you the same amount of credit. But I was the one that had to sit at the computer and type yeah, out the whole script. And vice sure. versa, you've done the same thing too. For sure. Um, but I never think like, F that girl. Like she's right. literally not doing anything. I'm sitting in my room typing everything up. Like you cannot <laughs> be that person or it's not right Because there's going to be exactly. so much hostility built into that relationship. Exactly. There has to be that like ground where you it's like an agreement, you know, you know what you're doing, you know exactly what your role is and you don't over over uh, like cross that or like you don't get your wires crossed. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like it's like it's a partnership that like you're agreeing to do this thing. I didn't tell you to do this. If you want me to help you, I'll take one page of the script. You'll take one page and we'll get it done. Or, you know, whatever happy, we decide, whatever we, we have decide, to be happy with it. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can't just change your mind how, midway through. It's like, you know, it, and then all, but if you do, well, granted, if you do change your mind mid, mid, midway through, then you need to tell the partner and stop feeling hostile. Yes. Yeah. Don't like circle your room digging a hole into like the <laughs> right. floorboards with your anger, exactly. angry footsteps. <laughs> digging a hole with your anger yeah exactly like you know like <laughs> i keep a shovel in my closet right away. your anger your anger shovel yeah. shovel uh, anger shovel that might be why the people below me hate me i don't know right. still thinking still right? thinking about that one <laughs> my gosh all right um but is so is that it we're I feel like like we've really, yeah, I feel like we've really kind of covered all the bases of this. Um, I did really quickly. I know we're running super long on the podcast, but I was hoping that I would get to ask you, um, do you have any like references to film or movies of friendship that helped you or like looking back can help you like see what, how like a relationship can healthily healthily come to an end because I really thought about this and one of my favorite shows growing up and like into my adulthood was Gilmore Girls and you know there's so many different dynamics and so many different friendships in that show and they come to end like an end at different points and whatnot but most of the friendships in the show like kind of 
come full circle. Like they come back. And I was thinking about other movies, other shows, like movies where, um, for example, Ghost World, where the friendship starts off really strong in the beginning. They're planning their whole post high school life together. And then throughout this summer, kind of like our friend from work where she was like really focused and knew exactly what she wanted. And she wanted to go this really, um, what is the word? Uh, practical traditional yeah practical traditional life yeah the other one is like free spirit wants to do everything kind of opposite of what you should be doing and is kind of like obscure in her thought process um so they kind of start to fall apart over the summer but then at the end of the day they come back together and they're right. friends and like right. i feel like that's most shows and movies and it could be why we hang on to this idea of romanticizing friendship where it should never end right um on it like i i i was well while you're talking i'm thinking i'm like wow i don't know if i know any shows really truly that where they do fully end unless it's a huge blow up unless it's like where but even is there situations where there's a huge blow up yeah absolutely there's um there is that there's the movie called um something borrowed Something borrowed. They have a huge blow up because one. Yeah, but they come back together in the end. They don't actually. They walk away peacefully uh, from each other, and one of the girls just says, "You know, I, it is true. I am happy. Like I really mean that because she said it before, and that's her mo. Is like I'm so happy. I'm doing great, but really deep down, she has a lot of insecurities, and she has her own issues that she's really not like. She's not um, comfortable with." with really saying out loud like that's her deep down and um and the other friend puts forth more effort and everything and she feels like okay uh like I do all this work to make the friendship work and you're kind of not like the best of friends but I don't ever want to lose you type of thing anyway she she messes up um and they both really mess up because she like it's just one person ignoring the other and it's just like right. a really toxic relationship really. But after, you know, they have a sort of bitter par- or bittersweet parting and they walk away from each other. One of them oh. is with the other one's husband. So it's sort of like, how are you friends in that way? But that's where it's like a toxic, it's a toxic relationship because if you really watch it, one person is taking advantage of the other and not really thinking about that person deep down, like thinking about what that person needs. And, you know, one friend is um, is just giving all of her energy to her friend. It's like one of them is giving and one of them is taking always. Mm. And then at the end, they're both equal and they're both happy, but they're separate and they're no longer friends. That is so interesting. You know why? Because um, you know why? <laughs> <laughs> why? So, Are you going to tell me? <laughs> it's so interesting because... I kept thinking something borrowed was Bride Wars because they both have Kate Hudson in it. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it's a similar story, except that in Bride Wars, they don't end up friends. And I keep thinking of the end scene or in something borrowed, they don't end up friends anymore. But in Bride Wars, they have where they come together in the end and they're sitting at the table and they're like catching up on their life and their best friends again. So that's what I keep thinking when I think of something borrowed. I'll have to go back and rewatch that. For sure. Uh, It's a great movie. I love watching it. Um, A lot of people don't like it because of the idea of the other woman, but you know, that's life. There are the other women and you just, 
that's the way that some relationships unfold or you know what I mean? It's just life. Just accept it. It's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> not accept having the don't other. Don't accept being, it in don't, your life. Right. Don't like, be the other woman. Don't well, be the other woman. Be but, the other woman if you want to be the other woman. That's, <laughs> no that's judgment. your energy. But, no <laughs> but, you know, it is a toxic energy. So, so step wisely. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Tread um, wisely, I mean. Yeah. Uh, but that's super interesting. I'm definitely going to possibly watch that today actually yeah um so way to prove my point (laughs) (laughs) I had to be right about something you know (laughs) exactly uh I'm so right all the time right it's okay this one time at least that's what we let you think you know (laughs) (laughs) um so that was manifesting men episode one and just kind of to close it all out we were thinking maybe we would end on a nice positive note. So, Maura, what is something that you are going to focus on going into the day and, you know, just bring positivity into the life? You know, I was I've been making uh, I've been making those vision boards lately of just different aspects of my life. And it really, it it kind of gets meditative because you're just dragging images, dragging images and, and picturing and daydreaming and stuff. So honestly, I really want to do that today. I feel like, I feel like it's raining outside. It's nice and calm and, and, uh, but still there's this like positive energy in the air. I feel like I really want to do that. That'll be my day. Nice. I also have been really into vision boards lately. Um, But I think going forward today, I am going to focus on my to-do list and actually looking at it. I feel like I really struggle with the idea of actually going back and looking at the list that I created. I've gotten down the idea of writing a to-do list. Actually checking things off is a whole nother story. That's my focus. That's my focus today. I feel like it's the most relatable thing ever. You have a to-do list and never gets checked. You know, it's like... I know I got to do these things, but did I say right now? Not really. Yeah. It's just- right. right. <laughs> but I have to cut it, the podcast, because I think you can see me. I'm like literally dancing in my chair. I've had to go pee for like <laughs> so long, so oh long now, my like God. 40 minutes because I had two cups of water and two cups <laughs> of coffee. So I got to go, girl. I All literally right. got to go. <laughs> I will see you again. Bye, Bye guys.